1: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine, and today I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world, Amanda Hill. Hello, Amanda. How are we today? Jackie, I am great, and
0: coincidentally, you are one of my favorite people in the world, so today is a good day.
1: It's just gushing. People are sick of us already. I know, But but we got a really fun topic today. Today, we're going to talk about an article you just wrote that just kind of fits you and me. Time to start acting like three-year-olds. So let's talk a little bit about this concept because this has become a very popular article very quickly. And you talk a lot about getting curious again, which I know is one of your taglines. Tell me what that means exactly. You know,
0: it, it goes back to think about when you were three or think about a three-year-old and think about how many darn questions that that little person asks a day. You know, why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why do I have to take a nap? Why can't I eat that? All of these whys, right? And, And they're asking all these whys not to annoy the tar out of you, but to understand the world, to really like just try to figure out how the world works and how they function in it. And I think that we as natural human beings, hit a point where somehow we learned that asking those questions either annoyed someone or maybe made us look stupid. We thought made us look stupid. Yeah. And so we stopped asking the why. And, and the big thing is, is when we stop asking the why, I think you lose a lot of zest for life. You start to go through the motions. You, you stop, you stop kind of that purposeful choices that you're making all the time, you just start doing things out of habit, right? Yeah. Yes. And so that's
1: where curiosity is just huge, right? Really staying there. So this curiosity is what could invigorate somebody who's like, I just don't know why or how I can do this anymore every day. Huge. Huge. Huge.
0: Absolutely. I think that that when we are put in places where we are asked to simply just get it done. Yeah. as opposed to use all of this cool thoughts that you have in your brain and, and be able to bring in all of the knowledge that you know and wonder about other things. And and as you learn new things, like as you read an article, being able to bring those things into practice, it makes, it makes life more fun. Darn it all.
1: Darn it all. Yeah. So one of the things that, that you mentioned in this article and And I love the concept because I was one of these individuals when I was practicing that got, was almost thankful that I never had to mess with this closing solution again. But you flip that coin and show by using it, you're no longer preaching to your patient. They're seeing it live. So you're not preaching something they don't know. So tell me about that concept and how powerful it is for you.
0: So I I think we are all, we've all heard this accusation that we are lecturing our patients right i mean sometimes they'll sit in the chair and it's almost like confession you're like yeah. i'm not a priest dude you don't have to confess to me but the idea that they don't want to get like beaten with wet floss because they haven't been flossing right well the idea behind disclosing solution it's, it's you know it's something we used in hygiene school but the problem was in hygiene school it was punitive yeah. right if there was it was something left after you had finished your appointment with the patient you got in trouble but really what disclosing solution can be is this opportunity to allow the patient to then discover how their home care is, as opposed to you being like, and you missed a spot here and you're missing a spot here and you're doing this wrong. And the cool thing is, is when you use some kind of disclosing solution, then you hand them the mirror, they see it, and then, they, then they're asking like, well, how can I get there better? And they start to ask that question. They start to become part of their care They start to own their condition as opposed to you just being this naggy person that for some reason wants them to brush better. And so then when they come back in three or six months, I tell you, patients change their attitude because they're like, "Okay, Amanda, we're not going to see any of that blue today. I've been working so hard. They all of a sudden had ownership in their home care. You're not the naggy one anymore.
1: Well, it's just like going and getting your blood drawn, and you're scared to death to see your cholesterol score. <laughs> it's like you're really good right before you have to do that, right? You're like, oh yeah, I better clear out my cholesterol, right?
0: Yeah, as if as if we could do that, right? Yeah. But it is it is. I mean, patients understand that that medical data, right? Those numbers. We we know some of those numbers now. We've kind of gotten used to that, and so this is an objective way. For a patient to see what's going on in their mouth, as opposed to, I mean, how often do we hear the accusation like, oh, I only bleed because you poked me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's there's actually uh, disclosing solutions out there now that change colors depending on how old the plaque is. So that gives you a little extra tool there.
0: And that's the bestest because how many of our patients are like, oh, I just ate lunch. I just didn't brush after lunch. And then when you can see the ones that show plaque that's over 24
1: hours old and you're like, yeah,
0: that's not lunch, friend.
1: Yeah, yesterday's lunch. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Well, another thing you talk about to keep us curious and keep us invigorated about what we do is participating in those lunch and learns and all the CE courses that are offered online or at Under One Roof, but continuing your education and filling that curiosity there. How do you feel about all that?
0: I think that there were times in my hygiene career in which I phoned in We'll call it the CE, right? I could probably get 15 hours of CE done in about two hours by just taking the quizzes first Mm -hmm. and being like, look, I did all 15. The thing is, is did I learn anything? And was I advancing my career and how I took care of my patients? No, I was checking a box. When I am involved in a continuing education course and I listen and I'm taking notes, or I even a lunch and learn, maybe it doesn't even have CE, but it's learning about a new product that can help a patient in a certain way. And then invariably that patient shows up like the next day and you're like, oh my gosh, I just learned about this product. I think this product can help you. All of a sudden I have gone from being just a tooth scraper to somebody that is changing someone's lives. I'm affecting their daily habits or I'm affecting the way they feel. And you want to talk about a way to feel invigorated and excited about patient care. It's that continued learning. I have patients, um, I mean, I haven't practiced in a while, but but I got to the point where my patients would sit in my chair and they would say, Amanda, okay, so what's the newest thing? What are you learning now? My patients yeah. were ready to understand like what the newest and latest and greatest little you know nugget of education I had learned was. And then they were more receptive to learning and growing in their own whole body health and certainly their oral health as well. And so by, by taking the time to really learn in these classes, right? Pay attention. You're not, you don't have the webinar on and you're walking in and out of the room and you're, you know, doing laundry, but really, you know, learning and then having the, being empowered enough to bring some of those things back into your operatory and try them out. Maybe if they don't work for you, they don't work for you. Try something else out, but keep trying, keep being curious enough to, continually implement new things, it makes this job so
1: much more fun. Absolutely. And with all of the research, all of the science that is coming out, how quickly we're learning more about systemic health, how we as hygienists are wanting to be referred to as oral health specialists, we need to embrace the fact that we have a huge opportunity to change somebody's life. We've got the opportunity to save somebody's life. We've got the opportunity to influence the life of a loved one or somebody that we love. I mean, we see it every day. And I just returned from AOSH, and the stories I heard, and the science I heard, and the things going on invigorated me. And I'm not even in clinic anymore. But it's like, okay, now we need to start getting these individuals to write for us and share this with our colleagues. So if you had any hints or ways for somebody to get excited about their job again? What would be one, two, three things that you would recommend that they could start doing tomorrow? You know, I the easiest thing you could do
0: tomorrow is go on the RDH website and subscribe to the <laughs> weekly newsletter that you send out every Friday, Jackie. No, I mean, seriously, Thank that you. weekly newsletter comes with what 3 to 5 articles mm-hmm. that you can click on and and just learn about kind of what what's new what's happening yeah. what's out there and taking that time to you know check out the titles and and read the ones that that excite you and then from there you can just read them all but but really starting to kind of open your mind a little bit to be like oh I didn't know that and oh well that's interesting and then subscribe to the paper magazine and, and and have one sent to your home and have one sent to your office. And so that your whole team can read these articles, that you can continue to elevate the care that you provide and elevate our profession as a whole. So that's an easy, simple, simple, Simon one.
1: Yeah. Um, and free. Yeah. And free. But it, you know, I've read RDH since I was a dental assistant way, way back in the day, but it always gave me something to talk to my patients about, you know, and then, and then you sound smarter to your patients because you're on top of the game. Wait, you you might be a
0: healthcare professional. Someone might look at you as a healthcare professional as opposed to just a teeth cleaner. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I know I'm 15 minutes late and I got to be out of here in 10 minutes because I got to pick up my dog. So could you hurry?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can you do this fast? (laughs) Like, hmm, let's talk a little bit more about what we do. I I give patients links to articles all the time. The majority of articles written in RDMH magazine, which is one thing I love about it, is they're really written in a very digestible, understandable way. they're not really, you know, they're not deep, divey, big word, lots of, Confusing science. I mean, they're they're all referenced. They do a great job with that, Um, but really in ways that, you know, we can understand like, oh, that's how it's applicable to, you know, to my operatory and that's what I can do. And so that's the one thing I would say that's simple and that's you can do it. You know, you can do it whenever you have time.
1: Expand your horizons. Yeah. Well, my dear friend, we know that ten minutes always goes by way, way too fast. So that's why we have to schedule another one of these fun podcasts so we can hang out. Always. But I just want to tell you, thank you. Um, I think you're headed off to Oregon to lecture here coming up soon. I am. We're going to um, OSAP. Uh, They're having a boot camp in
0: actually Vancouver, Washington, but you know, in Portland. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about dental unit waterlines. You know, there you go.
1: And if you all didn't know, Amanda Hill is the queen of waterlines. Any waterline question you've got or concern, you can reach out to her. Amanda, if they've got any additional questions for you, where can people find you? You online? know, email
0: is super easy, Amanda at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Amanda Hill RDH, Instagram, LinkedIn, all Amanda Hill RDH.
1: There you go. Okay. Well, thank you, Amanda, to our listeners. Thank you for spending 10 minutes with us just having fun and laughing and sharing our wealth of knowledge with you. And Amanda, I'll see you real soon. I hope so. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but
1: stay for the community. See you next time.